In this episode, I talk to Pieta Sharp. She is the powerhouse behind Perth Happenings. She's a single mum, and that's what we talk about, single parenting. So she shares with us the whole thing from the beginning of the relationship to the divorce to the kids adapting to this new life, her getting back on her feet to where she is now. It's a very interesting episode. She's so, so honest about everything, and I'm so appreciative of that. Also, this is the last episode of this season. I hope you guys took something from every episode. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to all of them, make sure you maybe when you have a break, do it because every single episode is a different lesson that I for sure learn and I hope you guys do too. Enjoy the Christmas time with your beautiful family, the little family, the big family, the crazy family, your beautiful and special family. Never forget that. Hi everyone, I'm Deb Ridge and this is It Takes a Village. Pieta Sharp is here with me to talk a little bit about single parenting. Um, she's got two kids, two boys, yep. and um, she runs a little empire called <laughs> Perth Happenings. Yep. You've got like 31, last time I checked, 31 thousand followers 31,000 on Instagram and about 23 or something like that on Facebook plus we have a website and our website gets about anywhere between two and four thousand a day go through depending on the day um do you have a team with you I have a team of bloggers um they do only when I need it so for example we've been doing coffee reviews lately yeah which I've been following yeah awesome and um I can't well you know, the hour drive down here, I'm not going to, oh. you know. I would you guys be... believe it, she took an hour, was it an hour, five minutes? What yeah, was an it? hour and six minutes. <laughs> and six minutes. Um, to come here just to talk to us. Yeah. Um, but I've got a team, you know, I've got someone that lives south, someone that lives yeah. in the hills, someone that lives, you know, so they do the, the ones I can't get to. Yeah. And so you also have your guests weekly at a radio shop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ninety-eight point five. Well, 98.5 on a, on a Friday afternoon, basically talking about what's coming up that weekend and what's kind of cool in Perth. So yeah, it's very cool. exciting. Very You've exciting. got a lot going on. You're yeah. saying you're finishing your masters as well. Yeah, I'm doing my masters in marketing and innovation. What else have you got going on? Oh. Um, <laughs> the heaps. I can't even think of so many things. I'm just trying to like. Get my hair around it because you've got kids. <laughs> yeah, for and the fourteen, so fourteen, eleven. Yeah. Um, the fourteen-year-old is interesting. I think fourteen seems to be the age where you know they're not. They still want to be a kid, but they still want to be an adult. Yeah. Or they want to try and be an adult, and I think he's he's definitely had his moments. He's sick at the mm. moment, and last night he. He, he actually laid and like cuddled up to me on the couch yeah. and I, like gave me a hug and he said to me, mum, you're hugging me so hard you're hurting my ribs <laughs> because he just won't hug me now. So, yeah. so when you take the opportunity. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm holding you until. You, my boy. Yeah. So my girl is um, loving and etc. but my boy is very affectionate. Yeah. So I'm taking it all in while I can because I know it's going to go away. I know. My poor little eleven-year-old boy, who also has his own Instagram account, it's so funny. Oh. Um, he how many followers does he have? He's got like fifty, but he's only, oh, it's yeah. only been going since I think the twentieth of November, so it's only quite new. But um, 
yeah, he he loves me. Like, we're, like, yeah. best mates. So yeah. he still wants to hug me and stuff. Yeah. And occasionally if we're, like, on the couch, he'll, like, grab my hand or something. And I'm Because I know what's coming, that it's yeah. going to be gone soon. I'm, like, just holding on for dear yeah. life. So, I do see yeah. um, you post a lot with him, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Riley, my eldest, was, when he, he he's a YouTuber. Ooh. Yeah, he's a YouTuber. So he doesn't, you know, I don't want to be part of Perth Happenings. I want to do it on my own, which I, I'm right. proud of him. Yeah. Like, you know, he wants to do it on his own accord, but at the same time, like, he's like, just doesn't want to borrow it. He doesn't want to come to anything. And, like, all three of us get invited. Yeah. But it's mainly just Bo that'll come with me. Mm. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, let's go over when you start with the whole parenting journey. Mm-hmm. So you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And have you got a partner at this at that stage? Yeah, I was married. Married. Yeah. And so, how old were you? I was twenty three when I had Riley, and, and twenty six when I had Bo. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been married? Before I'm you? divorced now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> oh, when you um, had when you had when you got pregnant? Um, just over a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so then you have Riley. Yeah. And then. Three, yeah. Like, yeah, three, three years, years later. later Bo, yeah. Bo, and then when did uh, the divorce happen or the separation happen? Um, 2013. So we've been married 10 years. So, right. yeah. So Bo was, yeah, how old would he, he would have been about five and Riley was about eight. Yeah. So that's an age that they already probably, well, they have a lot of perception. They definitely, they definitely got it. And when we told them, um, Bo being five, didn't he didn't really get it? Yeah. Um, but Riley's first response, like legitimately, no word of a lie, the first thing he said was, "Good, now you'll stop fighting." Oh, I yeah. Know. That's break, that's break when heart. you know you're yeah. making the right decision. So, how long um, was the relationship not kind of working before you guys made the call? To be honest with you, I think that we rushed into getting married anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, like, he's a great dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to, you know, say anything bad about him as no. a dad. As a partner, he yeah. wasn't amazing. Yeah. Um, and we just have completely separate values. Yeah. So the, the fights that we had when we very first started can even continue to this day. Yeah. So, um, to be completely honest, I think it was probably the whole time, but the last maybe, when we've talked about it, we've both said kind of like year seven, like the seventh year, maybe mm-hmm. eighth year was when we both were kind of like, this is exhausting. Yeah. Um, but I think by that stage, you're so, that's just your life. Yeah. That you, you, you try so hard to mm-hmm. make it work and, you know, we counselling and we did all the things and I think that unfortunately sometimes it's better for yourself and even for the kids because, you know, I don't want my – I didn't I, – I come from a broken family as well and yeah. I didn't want my children watching how we interacted mm-hmm. and for them to think that's normal. Yeah. That was the last thing I wanted and I mm-hmm. thought I don't want them – I believe strongly that you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. So I thought if I'm letting their dad, you know, and look, it wasn't, it's not all his fault, like hundred yeah. percent, but you know, I just didn't want them growing up thinking that's how you have a relationship. Yeah. So, so. you think, um, you guys kind of rushed into getting married, just in love and, you know, young yeah. and then get pregnant and then you've got kids. So yeah. did that kind of held you guys together because of the kids or there was still a lot of love there? Um, 
or was it oh you know let's try to build that yeah i think look he's always been like my best friend like mm -hmm. when we met um there's definitely that connection and we've had that connection um but i think when you're younger you don't really know how to differentiate love from lust yeah. and i would say that it was very young and wild and you know silly and lustful as opposed to actually being a loving relationship mm -hmm. and um yeah i think that in hindsight we should have just stayed mates i obviously wouldn't change to love my kids yeah but um it would have been better if we were just friends yeah but Is what it Did is, you have so. any um, long-term relationships before that? Yeah. Um, I had my very first proper boyfriend yeah. when I was 15, and him and I were together till I was 20. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we got engaged when I was 19. Um, you really wanted to get married? Uh, well, I think I just... I, don't <laughs> I know. did. A, I wanted to get married. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, you know, commitment, loyalty kind of, yeah. you know, like I like... I like relationships, but I think, um, I know it's not the topic of this podcast, but I, um, I think now that, you know, if I was to have another partner, it would be completely different. Like there'd be no rushing. There would. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, um, was the last drop? What made you guys make the call? Um, I made the call. Yeah. I've been an entrepreneur just my whole life. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just not made for working full-time for someone else. Yeah, tell us what you've done. Uh, so my first business, so I did a teaching degree straight out of school. Yeah. Um, and when I, I think I was 20, yeah, I was 20, 20, um, and I was teaching after school. So I was tutoring. So I had, this is before I met my ex-husband, um, I had three kids a day after school. So this, keep in mind, this is year 2000, how old I am. Um, and I was earning $50 per child. So I was earning $150 each day cash after yeah. school. Um, and that was, a, that was when I kind of went, okay, I like, I like this, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, Yeah, there was no social media then, yeah. <laughs> like it is now. Um, and then after that, I had beauty business. So mm. I did beauty therapy for a bit. Oh, and then my ex-husband and I saw, well, I saw there was a, he, he's, in, he's in IT. Yeah. And I saw there was a gap in the market. It's generally how I start my businesses. Right. I saw there was a gap in the market for women technicians in computers. Yeah. And I was like, I think I should do this. So I started Fem Computing. And basically, he taught me everything like, yeah. the, enough, yeah. and I would like be able to do, you know, um, troubleshooting and stuff like that. Um, I'd go out to the homes of women, so it would be like a woman coming instead of like a nerdy guy, yeah. and you feel like you get taken for a ride. Um, that was that would did really well. Oh, and then I had Bear Motion, which was a health and fitness. So Bear Motion Health and Fitness was my business um, before we broke up. And that was like going super well because I'm a personal trainer as well. Um, and yeah, so the final straw was he's like, he, his value system is very old school. Get a job, stay in that job until you die. Mm -hmm. Have the stability, you know, pay off your debts, buy a house. Da, da, da. And for me, that's like my worst nightmare. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine living in a box like that. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of our issues came up because mm -hmm. I would be like, Hey, let's do this. And then the, the business would be going great guns, but we'd have to, you know, we'd have to invest more because it'd be, we'd have to grow. Yeah. And that was where he always got afraid mm -hmm. and it just never, so he would always be like, at that point when we'd be like ready to explode, yeah. he would say close it because it's, you know, yeah. so basically with, my, with their motion, um, 
I had so many clients and I had clients losing weight and I, I at that point I'd lost 50 kilos so I was yeah people they knew I understood and stuff like that so yeah. um the final straw really was he said you need to close that business and I said do you know what I'm I'm just sick of this yeah. I've closed four businesses already in the past and um they were going well. That were going well. Yeah. Granted, like I'm not saying we're making tons of money, but yeah. they were less. They were always less than a year in. Oh. Um, and with their motion, I'd started making money. When he, when the moment that we decided that, well, that I decided that was enough, was I did my books for that fortnight, and I made nine dollars. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you've got like I had staff, I had venue, yeah, my insurance. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, we made so nine dollars, yeah. so good. Yeah, and that's when he was like, "Sure, you need to close it." And I just mm. went, "Do you know what? It's not just me. It's not just a business. It's actually me that yeah. you want to, you know, transform into something else." And it just yeah. wasn't who I was. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's been and then starting post happenings. It's been really. It's very freeing because I'm yeah. like, this is who I'm. This is what I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, influencing. Not. I don't mean like influencing, like as an influencer. Yeah. But I mean like you know, um, talking like, like this, talking about things and connecting people and you know what I mean. Like just that's just what I love doing. So. Yeah, and you do it so well. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um. So and then you mentioned that your son said, "Great, now you stop fighting." When you yeah. told them, so was that many fights in front of the kids? I don't even necessarily think that it was... We never had, like, arguments, per se. I just think there was a constant level of tension in the house. Right. And he could pick up on that tension. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, um, I've I've heard... I think it was a a child psychologist saying, um, kids often see their parents start an argument. Uh They never see the end of it, because what happens is an argument starts often... An argument starts and they go, okay, we'll, we, we'll continue that when the kids go to bed or yeah. whatever. And take that into closed doors, have the argument, the blow up, yeah. have the resolution. Yeah, kids the kids that. miss the resolution yeah. and they're making up. Yeah. Um, so once I've never actually thought about that. Mm. You know, we're trying to keep them away from the fight. Yeah. But we're also keeping them away to, okay, this can be resolved and, you know, we just need to treat ourselves yeah. kindly and talk kindly and then resolve the situation. Since then, every time my husband and I, you know, start some sort of discussion that's a bit more heated, yeah. um, I make sure, obviously, we, which we never actually did anyway, even in closed doors, shout at each other yeah. or, you know, be offensive. We've never done that. Mm-hmm. But if it's heated and we are, you know, going different ways, I make sure we complete that conversation yeah. and resolve it. And I had a couple of times, my older son, obviously, he was six, going, are you guys fighting? And we go, no, we are just not uh, agreeing in something yeah. and we're trying to resolve that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think I, I really took that in. I think it's yeah. very important. Well, now, nowadays when we, I mean, look, being honest with you, he's got a new partner and do you know what I mean like a whole different life yeah. and, and I've obviously got you know my life separate to him and when we argue because um, we haven't changed we still have completely different ways of parenting completely yeah. different ways of doing things um, I because the kids are older I'll actually say let's have a family meeting mm-hmm. and I say to him because he'll be like you know and the kids will be like we're not a family I'm like would well, you know forever yeah. me and dad are your parents and you are our children so no matter what happens we are mm-hmm. a family yeah no, it might not be a family unit, 
of her family. Mm-hmm. So like I'll call a family meeting and then we'll talk about it openly mm-hmm. because I've always said to him, the kids are old enough now to understand what's going on and there's nothing... And even maybe have some input, oh, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. Because obviously we're making decisions on what we think is best, but yeah. they definitely are at the age now, especially Mr. 14, um, <laughs> to have an opinion on things, you yeah. know. Um, so that's how I try to handle it now because, yeah, if we... There's obviously some things that we do by a text. Of course. Because we don't need to have the blow up. I mean, yeah. I think we both know that we're not going to agree on yeah. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But in general things, like we're having a big issue at the moment on my eldest son with his PS4. And I'm a bit more lenient than his dad. Yeah. I don't have one at my house mm-hmm. because I don't want him to be streaming all day. And he's, a, like I said, he's a YouTuber. So yeah. <laughs> I still have funny saying that. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> he, he wants to be on there and, like, talk to his followers and stuff like that. And I've yeah. said to his dad, you know, that you can't – if that's what he wants to do, I don't want to squash that. We mm-hmm. have to manage it responsibly. Yeah. But his dad doesn't really get it, so he's a lot stricter. Mm-hmm. So it's – even that at the moment, we're having an open discussion about it mm-hmm. um, because he needs to give his input. He needs to yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. But he also is trying to play us off against each other. Mm. So that's a massive part of, I think, single parenting. When you have another parent, we have 50-50 custody. Okay. It definitely makes it hard because it's changeover is Wednesdays. So he went, they went there today with their Mm -hmm. dad. And um, we've already had, like, many discussions on the phone. Yeah. Me and my son, me and the dad, Mm -hmm. trying to just sort through this PS4 thing. Mm. But... There's always something, do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, so it's, uh, I try now to keep it open, but also to make sure he knows that their dad and I do talk and yeah. he, he can't play us off against each other. Yeah. He can't be like, dad said he hates you, dad said yeah. this, you know, which he tried to do for a bit. Did he? Yeah. And, but you know, but kids. I yeah. think they got to, they got to, they got to push that boundary to figure yeah. out where it is. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, and he did and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, your arguments are going to happen with married couples or, yeah. you know, with um, mm-hmm. divorce on how, because we're not, none of us are 100% the same, yeah, you know, exactly. values. We're brought up differently. Yeah. Um, we had a discussion. I actually had my husband as the first um, guest on the podcast. Oh, and we wow. talked about, because I'm from Brazil mm-hmm. and he's Aussie. So we talk about how we handle this because the culture is completely different. Yeah. And how, and yeah, sometimes there is, you know, and we try to, you know, give way um and, but sometimes it's a bit harder but i guess when mm. you're a couple there mm. is that affection that yeah. it makes it easier to compromise yeah. when you're you know do, you don't have that relationship anymore is that is that what how I you think, feel yeah i think when it's already strained him and i had worked quite hard to keep a yeah a good amicable relationship yeah but i think and look that's a whole nother part of of single parenting and co-parenting is the new partner because yeah. involving, he's had his new partner now for about, I think maybe six months, roughly. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, 100%. Um, but yeah, roughly that. Mm-hmm. And that's added a whole different dimension to it. Yeah. And it's definitely added a strain. Because mm-hmm. when it was just him single, I was single, mm-hmm. we would like watch the footy and have a glass of wine and hang out. No one thought anything of it. The kids knew we weren't going to go back together. Yeah. But it was nice for them to see us being friends. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, adding in the other parent. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, like, anyone that talks to me about, um, this is, okay, I'm very, very passionate about this. Yeah. But anyone that, I, I, I always say that, you know, um, a woman that joins his life is going to have to get along with me. Yeah. And I don't mean what you best mates, but you're the mum. You're the mum role mm-hmm. when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't expect her to be the same as me. Yeah. But we need to have some level of respect because yeah. predominantly I'm the mum. Mm-hmm. You're the support of their mm-hmm. dad. And I think that that's a huge thing because you have to take that seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she can't just, not, not, not bad math, you know, she doesn't, don't get yeah. me wrong, but take that role lightly no, yeah. because you're becoming this new parent figure to these yeah. kids who probably are angry because you're not their mum or yeah. dad. So that's a really, it's another tricky part of it. It's just co-parenting with him and then now co-parenting with her yeah. is just a whole different dimension. Did your parents got divorced very early on? Yeah, I was four. Yeah. So, mm. so I was, I, I, oh, actually I was, a, I was younger. Mm. Um, so did they get remarried? My dad got remarried. My mum had a long-term partner, but, yeah. um, not remarried. Yeah. And, yeah. um, how was your relationship with the step-parents? My stepmom, um, initially, I resented her because she was, that's exactly what I was talking about, because she wasn't my mum. Like, why are you talking to yeah. me about that? You're not my mum. But when I had Riley, she was an amazing support for me. She mm. was really, like, her and my dad were, like, there when I had him, like, in the hospital, um, her and I even now have a really good relationship. Her and my mm-hmm. dad are separated now as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, still, like, the kids will still call her Nanny Kay and stuff like that. Yeah. From her, like, upon reflection, I think she did a really good job with that because mm-hmm. it would have been quite hard because we barely saw my dad. And then when we were there, it was obviously very disruptive for her life to have us yeah. there. And we were obviously vying for dad's attention and stuff. And, like, they, they had six other kids as well. So it was just a mm. very turbulent environment yeah. um but no she she really did a great job mm-hmm. um not perfect because no, no one no is, one is yeah. but for and for what i think she did a really really, really good job um yeah. my inverted commas stepdad yeah he was amazing mm-hmm. really supportive i've always been a big personality so yeah mum and i would clash mm-hmm. and he would always be like you know come on, mm-hmm. let's go down. He used to be a truck driver. So he'd be like, mm-hmm. come on, let's go sit in the truck. And he'd talk to me and stuff like that. So I was very, very blessed in that regard. So, so when um, you decided that you were getting a divorce, did mm-hmm. you um, go back to your childhood and kind of mirror, you know, your parents? Did you want it to sort of mirror your parents' way of raising your children and the way they would have a relationship with each other? I don't know how it was. And, yeah. and the partners? Or no, did you think, no, nah, this was not, this didn't work for me as a child. I'm going to do it completely different. Well, I think the difference was my, my dad wasn't overly keen on, on having us. Yeah. So he, uh, whereas their dad and I are very much both, we like, we both would be happy having them full time, Mm -hmm. but obviously 50, 50 is best for the kids. Mm -hmm. And we've asked them and they've both said they're still on 50, 50, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom was like a true single mom, you know what I mean? Like no support all on her own, which I still feel like I'm a single mum, but I'm, I am lucky that I do get that respite. Yeah. And it's like, I suppose it is respite because you're never not a mum. Like even when they're with their dad, I'm still thinking, has he done that? How's it going? Yeah. I still get phone calls like, I hate dad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like still. Do you, do you text your ex-husband going, oh, have you just, just double checking if you remember to give him no, that medicine. No. That, yeah. he, he does it to me. No. Um, I don't do it to him because I know how annoying it is. Yeah. And like when I said that like my son was sick on the weekend, he was like, oh, have you given him Panadol? We'll just make sure he has a shower yeah. and I have lots of water. And I'm like, I do appreciate that you're caring, but like, mum, hello. <laughs> I did that two days ago. Yeah. Um, it just came out of my... Yeah. yeah. No, I try not to because yeah. I think that Especially as boys, they need to see their dad. They need to, yes. they can't 
they can't rely on me to fix issues with dad. They have to, you know yeah. what I mean? And especially yeah. now with a new partner, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. I have to just let them do their thing. Yeah. I, you can yeah. support them, but the relationship, they really mm-hmm. need to figure out themselves. Yeah. Um, I asked you about um, your your you know, your parents, because I am also, mm-hmm. um, my parents got divorced really early on, mm. but they dealt it in such an amazing way that dad oh. still, so mom came to Australia with me mm-hmm. when I moved permanently and dad will still to this day come to visit with his wife mm. and we'll all go on a trip down south. Mom, dad, step mom, kids. Oh, wow. Um, so they always kept it very friendly. So when they got divorced, the story that I get and that my brother get is that before it got bad, yeah. they made a decision that it wouldn't yeah, work. It's... And then, you know, they were friends. And then we would have Christmas together. We have uh, birthdays together. Dad remarried twice after that. Mum mm-hmm. had a, uh, a, a partner. She didn't get married, but had a partner. And then just boyfriends. I was very jealous. So so mum would have the uh, us full time because mm-hmm. at the time I don't know if that's what 50-50 I don't think it was that common I don't know Yeah. so mum sure. had us during the week and dad would have us every second weekend that was pretty straightforward yeah that yeah. was pretty standard then, um, yeah. but dad was you know picking up us from school and having lunch with us hmm. you know and then dropping us off at the house and you know um, so everything was very friendly and we were yeah. always together mm-hmm. so I when I talk or see about uh, divorce, it's not traumatic. Yeah. It's just a normal thing and yeah. it can work. So, yeah. you know, when people come to me wondering about their relationships, because I have, you know, I've heard more than once, I don't know if I can do it on my own. So maybe it's mm. better to stay and we'll have the support or, you know. Yeah. So, um, but because of my experience, obviously you don't want to say, oh, no, just, you know, but if you see, mm. if you are, it's like you said, you, 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 your child could tell yeah, that there was an issue and that's not okay. Mm. You know? Well, the interesting thing was when I left him, everybody thought we were like the perfect couple Yeah, because not that we were hiding it behind closed doors or anything like that, but I think we both, we really enjoy each other's company. Yeah. So when we're in that like friend zone, mm-hmm. like you know, out with people, people would see you get guys on, enjoying house on fire. Yeah. But it's more the adult stuff that was yeah. a problem. But when I broke up with him, oh, I can't even begin to imagine. I can't even get to count how many of my friends said to me that is so brave, and yeah. I was like, why? Like I just don't mm-hmm. want to be unhappy. And they're like, yeah, but how would you, you know? I'm so scared. I can't do it on my own. And yeah. I, lit- I remember being at a, at a New Year's Eve party. And that was it was my first New Year's after I left him. And it was, I think that was the hardest time of my life because everyone I was there with were my friends in married couples. Mm. And they were all, you know, hugging, kissed on New Year's. I went to the toilet at midnight so that I could, because I was like, I don't want to be yeah, out there yeah. and having everyone giving me the sad. Being the, the, solo, yeah. Yeah, I mean, giving that like, oh, face. Yeah, yeah. So I just made sure I wasn't there. Yeah. But that night, many of my girlfriends said to me, we wish that we could do that. We wish we could leave. And it's so sad, isn't it? It's really sad. Yeah. And, that, and you know, like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first year was horrendous. Yeah. So hard. Like, just so hard. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat yeah. it anymore. It was, like, the hardest year of my life. But I, I would never change it. Yeah. Because that year... You never regretted going, 
maybe we should stay and try it for you know yeah the no because in in that year million percent I was I would have been like let's get back I think I tried to get back together twice and then both times I won't say what happened but there was both times that they just didn't work out yeah um in hindsight now even going through all that Mm -hmm. and all the changes and the loneliness even I still get lonely now because I have I haven't got a partner at the moment yeah I still wouldn't change it yeah because I think that it's more important for me for my kids to see potential rather than just do it because it's there like um Riley said to me we're driving the other day it's just like about being proud of Bo because he got he's going to have a leadership role next year Mm -hmm. in year six and I said something about being proud of me and dad or something like that Mm -hmm. and um he said to me you know mum we're really proud of you and I was like oh okay like how come Mm -hmm. because you you never kids don't seem to show things. But their perception yeah. is amazing, yeah. And when I said to him, I was like, oh, okay, what are you proud of me of? He said, you know, so many people told you to stop Perth happening because you never make any money and no one cares about it and it's not going to be successful. And he's like, everyone put you down. He goes, well, you kept going and look at you now. Mm. And I was like, oh, right. And he goes, no, nah, it's really inspiring, mum. And Aww. then I was like, and I, you, know those, you know those moments where, like, you think, I'm never going to forget where I was sitting and what was happening yeah. and what the, the sun feeling, was like. The smell. Yeah. 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 And I remember oh, we're, we're driving over a bridge and I just, and I remember looking at him and then, like, looking back and just going, how? Wow. Like, how did you grow up? <laughs> no, but also, like, the fact that they independently look yeah. at what I've, like, I've done and, and, yeah. and I'm, being a role model to them because that's yeah. all I want you know yeah and that's what I do say to friends that did leave their yeah. relationship that it was either toxic or maybe just not good enough just didn't make you happy yeah I mean life is hard enough and, you know yeah indeed so um and of also the you know what the example we're giving to our kids I mean as a mother and I can tell that it's the same and you know we want them to have the you know the best chance yeah and by showing them it's okay to stay mm. in a relationship where you don't treat the person well or you're exactly. not well treated yeah. or you're just unhappy you just you know yeah. and, and they and they can feel it they can tell yeah. um and they will grow up to think it's okay to mm. not so yeah so i think um that's what i say you know you do you were amazing because mm. you are at some stage you are um depriving yourself of things yeah. for your children and well, that's oh. I think for me is I always think to myself if one of my kids was going through this mm-hmm. would I be happy for them mm-hmm. would I be would I think yeah like good on you mate you know what I mean like would I and I think like I I would never want them in a relationship like yeah. I was in because people sometimes think oh uh, you know especially the people they are in a relationship or maybe we should try it for the kids yeah you're not doing for the kids the kids are not going to be happier yeah in a you know in a in a family stressful home or whatever yeah just because mum and dad are sleeping under the same roof yeah so yeah um i admire people like you that decide to know there's more to life than that um and yeah like you said you know that first year i can't even imagine i mean my husband goes away for a couple of days and I'm like a mess. <laughs> yeah, and it changes everything. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could do it if I had to. Yeah, but it's not. E- I mean, for two days it's not easy. Imagine yeah. for you know. Um. So yeah, hats off to you. Thanks. But at the same time, like I said, I don't know if because I had a great experience 
with me, my um, yeah. family, I don't think I don't see it as the the end of the world, and I don't see it mm-hmm. as you know a you know a, I don't know. Um, but everything's you know perception, and, perception. and context, isn't yeah, it for exactly. everybody? You know, like so, it's yeah. I'm I'm moderately happy with how things went. So, yeah, because you, know. you said you you mentioned that you guys did counselling and stuff before we before we broke up. Yeah, yeah, and actually just before or for, for um, a long time, maybe about a year or so before. Yeah, we also did counselling after. Yeah, um, because we still kept fighting about the same things. Mm-hmm. I'm a very I'm very mindful of things like how they're affecting others and that kind of thing. And I've got a really high like EQ. Do you know what I mean? Whereas he's just, I don't, I feel like I'm, you know, making excuses, but he's just a guy. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't really think, do you know what mm-hmm, I mean? And mm-hmm. so went to counseling so I could kind of say, look, don't bad mouth me to the kids. This is what's going to happen. Or, you know, so I wanted to talk about, you know, our feelings and resolve the issues from the marriage so that it yeah. didn't come into our conversations about the so other parents. So it was more to have a mediator to kind of help you guide him through also that kind of yeah. confu- confusing... Well, I mean, also, like, I definitely had some um, feelings of, I suppose, resentment for him yeah. that I hadn't had resolved. Right. So it was good for both of us. Uh, well, I can't speak on behalf of him, but for me yeah. especially, like, it was good because... Important. It gave me an opportunity to voice. This is what I'm thinking. Da da da. So, um, in a safe environment, right? Yeah, and just, just having someone that wasn't going to allow it to escalate. Yeah, you know what I mean, like kind yeah. of like an interpreter. I know in my heart, no matter how much counselling we did, mm-hmm. we are just too different. Yeah, there's not enough similar goals, values, mm-hmm. ethics, any of those things for it to work. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just not yeah. going to happen. Whereas if I was with someone and it was just that, you know... Just work through something. If they work too much. Okay, yeah. well, we can talk about how I feel when you do that. Mm-hmm, but these mm-hmm. are just, like, completely different personalities, yeah. Yeah. you know. But um, do you feel like counselling was worth it? It perhaps made us understand the other person's point of view. Yeah. But ultimately, it wouldn't have mattered how much counselling we did. Yeah. It was just... It would, just were never going to be yeah. each other's person. So maybe not for, you know, you know, trying to keep you guys together, but to resolve some yeah. internal maybe just to relieve some of the yeah. anger and stress and, and, and the afterwards were probably also after you guys got divorced yeah. um, did the kids ever participate or anything like that no. so Riley um, he hit him very hard he was in year 3 so he must have been about 7 or 8 and um, yeah he had a really hard time like, yeah. he hated me mm. like just with a passion which I completely understood so mm. I got you didn't so... take it personally Oh, you did. hard not I, to. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard not to. I had yeah. to keep, I had to mentally say to myself, this is his pain talking, yeah. it's not him, yeah. it's not me specifically that he hates, it's a situation, like it was a really cognitive effort for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he had, he was seeing a, um, they're not like the school counsellor, they're the school mm-hmm. chaplain. Chaplain. He saw the chaplain. Um, yeah, which was good. Mm-hmm. And I have taken him to like sessions after and stuff like that. Uh, Bo... Almost has grown up with it. Yeah. So he doesn't, doesn't remember much of you together. No, but he will still say, mm. oh, not now, maybe a year ago, mm. he would still cry and say to me, you know, why can't you and dad get back together and why can't mm-hmm. we have our family mm-hmm. and all the things. And I'd have to explain, in a, you know, child uh, age appropriate way that yeah. you, know, you know that we're different and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So Bo, I took to counselling. He wasn't, he's a very resilient kid. So he kind of talked about it, got off his chest and kind of 
moved, moved on with on. life. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Riley, I think, really, because he was that bit older and really close to his dad, he mm-hmm. really struggled with the, I suppose, accepting it more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When did you feel like he got better with the for the kids? Ooh. Did you have to change? Obviously, everything changed. Yeah. But um, um, from the start to when did you have to make changes and that helped or it was just time? That's I what think, they needed. Uh, so they, they stayed at the same school. We told them what was going on and they were, the school was amazing. They were really, yeah. really good. I suppose the hardest thing was we went from being okay with money to all of a sudden, because I was self-employed for so long when I had the yeah. business, um, I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. So I was only on Centrelink and my maintenance. Mm-hmm. So it was very difficult for me financially as well. Um, so we went from, like they went, the kids went from having an okay financially family to dad being okay mm-hmm. and mum being like super broke. Mm-hmm. Um so I know they struggled with that for a bit because they would always be like, why are you so broke? And I'm like, I'm trying to get a job, but, you know, it's hard and you know, it's always hard to get a job now, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But, you know, it was really hard to get a job then. Oh, it's a hard question. When did it get better? I think changes that we had to make was probably not that much. We tried mm-hmm. to keep it as routine as mm-hmm. we could, like still soccer stuff and we'd both go to games and, you know, all the things. Um I would probably say I moved into, I had uh, the first, when I moved out, I was in this tiny little villa, it's all I could afford, mm-hmm. and back then there was like, you know, b- before when it was like, a rental would open and like 100 people put an application, yeah. <laughs> so I got I got a rental, which was hard, as a single mum with no income, Yeah. Um, I got a rental, and it was this tiny, tiny, they had nowhere to play, it was just really horrendous, and then we moved to a bigger house, and I think, and I've got a four by two now. And I think that that was probably when it got better mm-hmm. because I was more settled. Mm-hmm. I had a job, I started Perth Happenings, you know, um, there was, there was a level of mum was okay. Yeah. Dad was always okay. Cause that's his thing. He had mm-hmm. a stable job and you know, yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah. So I think the change probably came when. I became okay with it. Yeah. Once I had worked on myself and got to a point where I was like, you know what? I haven't failed. I yeah. haven't done this. I haven't done that. This is what it is. I would say six years in April, March, sorry. I would say maybe two years ago. Wow. And now I would, yeah, about two years ago. And I would say that I think that the kids are relatively happy now. Did you yeah. feel like you failed? No. Went off. That I think parent guilt and parent failure for me, if you think you failed or you have guilt, that uh, that assumes that you feel you didn't do enough. Yeah. And I know in my heart that every decision I make is a million percent with my kids' best yeah. interests at heart. So I don't ever feel like I failed. I feel like I've maybe awesome. made some mistakes that I'm like, oh, I probably could have made a better choice then. Yeah. But I never think I failed because... Yeah. There's enough people trying to put everyone down. I don't, don't need to put myself down about no. my parenting as well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. That's good, great and refreshing to yeah. hear because um, it's not very common. No. no. And that's, that's why um, I really am an advocate for it because yeah. there's so much parental guilt. Like, especially, there's so much mother's guilt. <laughs> I know. And, and you can't give... And this is why I'm doing this because... Yeah. Um, and I keep repeating myself. I just think we need to support each other. I just think... Mm. 
we need to create a community of understanding and yes, supportive parents. I always wonder, you know, like this is my hypothesis, <laughs> but I always think that, you know, quite often judgment and criticism comes from a place of fear and insecurity. Yeah. And I think if people stop and look at it and go, like both my children were bottle fed mm. and they say that, you know, they're not going to be smart and blah, blah. Like both my kids went to PIAC. They, you know, they, my, no, they're both, they're, you know, yeah. my son is in at high school in a uh, scholarship program. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with them. No. But I remember being a 23 year old in hospital. I had an emergency cesarean. My body didn't produce milk until day three mm. and not understanding anything about it. And, they gave uh, Riley a 60ml bottle of formula Mm -hmm. and he fell asleep and I haven't slept for like 36 Mm -hmm. hours and I said to the um the nurse a midwife I was like what do I do now because he fell asleep Mm -hmm. and she's like uh generally if the baby's asleep you sleep and I was like oh and that's another moment where I'm like I will never forget her face everything and I was like oh okay what is that a Caesar like I like yeah can't walk yet you know and I just think to myself like and then having the conversations after of, oh, you didn't breastfeed. I'm like, well, no, I didn't because whatever reason, who cares what reason? Like, yeah. And and I think that so many people are trying so hard to be perfect mm. that it makes them feel better, that they're doing a better job than someone. And I'm like, yeah, who honestly cares? But then they need to, for that, they need to be comparing themselves. That's what I'm saying. Which is, yeah. And there's no comparison. Every situation is different. It can be very um, discouraging sometimes. Anything, and, any decision you do, you, yeah. are, you are judged or you are, you're not right for someone. And I think that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's my motto kind of in life in general, but parenting as well, or parenting especially, is that you can't ever make a perfect decision. Yeah. All you can do is look at where you are in that moment. Mm. And like, you know, right now... You know, my son wanting to be a YouTuber and, you know, like be on the PS4 and all these things. I have to, the perfect parent in inverted commas would say, no, you're not going to be on your PS4. You're going to be outside playing and go ride a bike and blah, blah. But I'm like, he's 14. And Mm -hmm. you know what? He's at home, not, you know, on the streets, not drinking, not having drugs, not all the things. He's at home. Mm -hmm with us yeah there's a lot worse things and it's not not a battle that i want to have to fight because you know what that's okay yeah and he still gets off he still goes and does things but there'll be people that'll be like no how can you let your 14 year old be a youtuber well yeah so what you know what i mean like it is it's fine and this is something that i'm gonna deal with my son yeah inside our house thank you very much (laughs) yeah and no and like i don't think i've made the the right the perfect decision because obviously there could be some better compromise but yeah everyone's mental health has to come into account and like i'm i'm not gonna put myself down for a parenting decision that i make like i know that i wish i could be more involved at the school yeah i wish i could be doing it and i wish i could be doing that but i'm not gonna make myself feel bad because the mums that do it are lucky enough to have partners mm-hmm. who, are, who are bringing in the cash yeah it's unfortunate but it is what it is mm-hmm. and that's why you know whenever i get asked like what you know what do you what, what do you feel is your biggest failure as a parent or you know what do you have guilt on and stuff like that i always say nothing yeah because what's the point of me going to sleep and hating myself you know what i mean like yeah i love my kids i would do anything for them they know that, I know that, everyone that and knows us enough. knows that. And who cares otherwise? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so when uh, did you, who or what was your support system when the divorce came? My mum was, my mum and my brother mm-hmm. were a big support. 
Um, to be honest with you, I wish I had have gone to like a support group or something mm-hmm. because there's things happening in your mind and your just life and you just, you, can't, you don't know which way's up. So mainly them because I didn't ask for it. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what I wanted. Like I, yeah. I was treading water, but mm-hmm. realistically sinking. Do you know what I mean? So I was lucky with my pe- like with my, my brother and my mum because they know that when I go quiet, not now, that was back then. I've changed. I've grown lots of person since then. Yeah. But when I would go quiet, that was when I needed someone. Mm-hmm. So I would never ask. Yeah. Whereas now I'm very proactive. Now I actually will call my friends and be like, met this guy and he was great and then now he's not great you know yeah and i'll you know i'll chuck myself in the emotions for like 24 hours and then i'll get over it and move on the next day you know yeah and they all know that now they're like if i call them and go i don't know had a fight with their dad or someone's doing this or whatever they know just to listen to me i'm gonna cry and and then the next day i'll be fine yeah but yeah back then it was because i never asked for it i didn't know how to i didn't know what i wanted i didn't want to be in imposition like um there was many times where i was like i don't want to get out of bed like i can't i can't i can't get out of bed i can't face a day i don't know what besides having my kids i don't know what i what to look forward to and even then i'd feel like you know like what am i going to give them i don't have any money to take them out like i should Mm. stay with their dad and it was, yeah, it was really hard and the support network was those two people. Yeah. But it, I, I, I wish I had it been more and that was my own unfortunate, yeah. I suppose, choice and doing. So, and that was your choice, not lack of a community around you, which is you not asking for help, reaching um, out. Since leaving, since leaving him, I've created so many friendships. Yeah. When we were together, we didn't have a lot of connected friends mm-hmm. for many reasons, but we didn't have a very big friendship circle yeah but the friends we did have which i think happens quite regularly which is sad they felt they had to choose so they did know they just that was the next question yeah they just kind of were like oh we're not gonna like talk to either of you which was really isolating because yeah like all of the friends that had like that were married they're still married yeah and good on them i'm happy they're so happy which is great Mm -hmm. they were like let's stop inviting me out and let's stop you know hanging out with me and i'd be like what's going on and I actually asked them they were like oh just we thought you'd feel uncomfortable and yeah, I was like, don't assume <laughs> yeah so I actually had a barbecue at my house maybe about two three years ago where I invited them all to come all the kids all the couples yeah and I said right you know what guys I'm gonna do the barbie you guys can do the barbie I'm gonna sit down and have a glass of wine with the girls yeah and they were like oh okay mm-hmm. and I'm like well you do it anyway yeah just so I don't have a man there doing it you can do yep. it yep. and everyone kind of just did their thing and we all hung yeah. out and they were like oh yeah right okay yeah. I'm like I don't have like you know measles like you <laughs> yeah, still I was just say, I'm still normal yeah um, yeah but back then I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of close friends and I didn't even know where to look you know mm. what I mean like I didn't I had a couple of online forums I would go on mm-hmm. um but it was probably a lack of just knowledge for myself like yeah knowing what to do how to do yeah and those things i think i've got friends now that have been that have got divorced and the one thing that i've always done is i've just been in their face i'm not yeah. like you know like they're every day but i will constantly check in on them yeah because your whole life has changed and they don't yeah. they don't even know what they want so i'll be like how you doing have some lunch, have some coffee, got the kids some stuff, da da da, have some shopping. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, talk it, don't feel bad, like I've been yeah. through the same thing. Obviously, you're doing for them what you wish exactly. someone did yeah. it for you. Yeah. Which is um, amazing. You're not resenting anyone. You're actually oh. taking a, you know, 
step up and you know helping others um yeah well that's that's what i was going to ask and what made me think about it is when my mom got divorced and that was more than 30 years ago Mm -hmm. she got you know other girlfriends i went oh we can't yeah. you know, hang out with you anymore because you were a divorcee. Yeah. But that was 30 years ago. Mm. So that made me think about it. And I actually didn't think that was 30 years ago. Obviously, mm. this wouldn't happen these days. But it happened mm. to you. Yeah. and I think... Not because you were a divorcee, but, oh, you know, she's not going to feel comfortable. Um, yeah. People were making the decision for you yeah. of what was comfortable and not what... You know, but you know, maybe ultimately it was them who was un- them. They were the ones who were uncomfortable. <laughs> That's not really yeah. Because maybe I wouldn't have felt uncomfortable at yeah. all. I think perhaps they were trying to deal with their own, like, how do we feel about it? You know, like, mm-hmm. we don't want to hang out with her or don't want to hang out with him. So yeah. we just want to make ages and feel bad and mm-hmm. blah, blah. Whereas it wouldn't have mattered. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you can't. You can't own someone else's response. Yeah. So that's, you know, they should have allowed me to have that response myself. But I think it was their own stuff that they were trying to deal with rather than... But, yeah, it still happens. And, like, if I... Whenever I say I'm a single mum, it's interesting because I'll either get, oh, wow. Oh, wow, you do everything you're doing and you're you're a single mum? Like, oh, that's shocking. Yeah. Or I get, oh, oh, you're a single mum. Like, hmm. That's, I don't want, I don't want easy responses, you know, just yeah. be like, that is what it is. That's, that's okay. That's what my life is. It's my normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, I mean, I have 50, 50. So with Perth happenings, we have, um, Monday and Tuesday, I have them. Wednesday, Thursday, the dad has them. Then we mm-hmm. alternate the Friday to Sunday. Yeah. So it's five, five, two, two. Yeah. Um, and today's the first day of my five. Mm-hmm. So for my 50% off times, I mean, you're never off. Yeah. You're always a mum. But when I'm not responsible for them yeah. at the time, I'm like single life. Mm-hmm. So it's very it's very difficult for me to switch. You've got like a double life. It really feels like yeah. it because I'm out at launches and I'm doing this and like I'm podcasting and I'm yeah. on the radio and I'm on TV and all these things. And then when I have the boys, like my last five days, yeah. I mean, Bo and I still went out and did some like features together, yeah. but like, <laughs> it's funny saying that. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, like... We just do family things. Yeah. And to switch from family piano to single entrepreneur businesswoman piano. Yeah. Is just, it's a, it's such a stark comparison. Yeah. And that's, prob- that's probably the thing that I struggle with the most because... Switch on and switch yeah. off. Wednesday nights, I'm normally like, I'm okay um, because I've had them five days and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with you fighting anymore. Yeah. It's good to have that kind of break. Yeah. But Thursday is always really hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm always like... I miss them. Yeah. And that, I think, is the hardest thing. But I can't be selfish and say I no. want you full time. You no. have to be with your dad as well. So yeah. when did you, um, when you, the first, you know, few months of being single again, did you just, You mean like six years ago? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, did you just wanted to have this time for yourself? No. Or did you went crazy, <laughs> like, affection, love, give it we, to me? We had been, to, we'd been together. <laughs> so basically, I was... I had a partner from 16 to 20. Yeah. And then I had about a six month break yeah. before I met Brian, their dad. And, um, yeah, so I'd never actually been single. And at that time I was like, Oh, you know, I don't think there was, let's try this. I don't know if it was Tinder then. There was someone <laughs> like, no, no, no. It was RSVP. That's right. It was, 
Yeah, no. The first probably six months after I spent just dating. Yeah. Like lots and lots of dating and realizing how much I had no idea how to date. <laughs> I had zero idea because when I was younger, it was just, you had to go up and talk to someone. Yeah. Like you had to meet them at a pub and like have a conversation. Yeah. Whereas it, there's like all these rules now. You know what I mean? Like there's so many. I wouldn't many, have an idea. <laughs> any ideas. There's so many rules now. And it's like if someone's too, you know, you can't be too keen and, right. you know, not even just the messaging him three days later because, oh, calling him three days later because <laughs> there wasn't so much text messaging then or, you know, yeah. I mean, like online forums. So it was just, I was like, what on earth? And it was just like this bombardment of yeah. men and things and, and that. And Did you feel like, oh, is this what I'm going to have to deal with? Or you're like, oh, yes, I like this. Um, Initially, I was like, yeah, bring it on. And then, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe three or four months, I was like... I probably should get another relationship because I didn't know that I was like, well, it's not yeah. comfortable being single. And then I tried to start a relationship with a guy that I met and he had been single for ages. He was divorced and he'd been single for about five years. And he said, no, nah, you're not ready yet. And I was like, you don't know what I'm talking about. And I was like, no, like, I'm, I'm completely ready for a new relationship. Yeah. And he said, no, nah, you're not. And then he just went, okay, we're done. And I was yeah. like, oh wow. Okay. And I probably, I took maybe two years off. And when I say off, I still dated. But it was never with an intention to start a relationship yeah. or even, you know, take mm-hmm. it further to sleepovers or anything like that. Like, I yeah. never did that. I would date to see if they were the one. Yeah. But realistically, I needed that break for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe about... Okay, everything was about two years ago. Actually, when I started Perth Happenings, really was quite pivotal <laughs> for me. Um, I took about six months off of, like, no dating. So no dating, no nothing, just me... Figuring myself out and learning who Pieta was. Yeah. Learning Pieta that isn't the mum, Pieta that isn't the ex-wife, Pieta yeah. that isn't the daughter. Just like who is Pieta? Yeah. Um, Solo Pieta. Yeah. Like what Which do is, I stand yeah, for? Yeah. What do I is, even believe in? Like, yeah. You know? Because um, that's it. When we're in relationships, either if it's a partner living with mum and dad or, mm. you know, your kids, yeah. it, oh, it's a package. It's not just you. Yeah. But you've got, yeah. and I found that I played so many roles yeah. And I was like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this and that. And then I'm like, yeah, but who's this? Like, who am I? Like, now that I'm stopping mm-hmm. and I'm like, hang on a second. And what do I want to do? Like, what are my hobbies? Like, what do I enjoy doing? So I spent, like, it was, it was a, it was an isolating six months mm-hmm. because I didn't, like, I would stay home. I wouldn't go out on a date just to be busy. I didn't even necessarily see my friends that often. I really wanted to just figure out who I was. Yeah. It was interesting, mm-hmm. but I did learn so much about myself. It's very important. I, th- I think even even now, like I'm like a, I'm big and I'm overweight now, and that from when I left him, I was, you know, a size 12, and I'm like not a 12 now. <laughs> but like it was in that six month to 12 month period, I had so much change in me. Like I actually consciously said, I'm going to stop saying mean things to myself in my head. Like I actually was like, do you know what? I'm going to reframe everything. And this is not really about single parenting, but I'll still tell you anyway. No, no, Um, no, no. I mean, it all comes down to, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, so for example, with my body, like I would be like, oh, hey, my body. Um, and I would go into like a date or whatever, being like, oh my God, I hate my body. I hope they can accept that I'm big. Yeah. Right. And I was like, no, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. I need to go into it thinking, I hope I like them. I hope I like them Mm -hmm. because I have value for myself. Um, 
so like for example with that like I, I reframe it and I say even to myself now I love my body like I love what it can do I love all the things I don't like that I have so much of it <laughs> but I love my body yeah and it's so different like it's saying yes I acknowledge that I have too much tummy but I can work on it when I'm yeah. ready yeah like, when I'm at a point where I'm like right which but that I've... doesn't make you any less exactly and I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm like okay I've gone you know I've I'm an all or nothing person sometimes. And so I was like, I want to go to CrossFit. And I want to do this. I want to lose weight. And I want to do it like that. And, yeah. and and I got injured. And so I was like, oh. But I went to my physio recently and said, right, I need a rehab program. Yeah. I need to get better with, like, my injuries and stuff. I'm going to take it slowly. I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to eat better. Do all the things. Because I respect myself. And I want that for yeah. me. Yeah. Not because of a guy. Yeah. There's so much stigma like, when I talk to single adult guys that are, like, divorcees, um, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them are like, well, I can have my pick. There's more single mums than there are single dads. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. But it is a thing. Yeah. And with that being said, frequently, like, it, it made me feel bad. And I had to question that because I'm like, my... Like, I had to actually sit and go, what do I bring to the table? If I mm-hmm. meet someone, what do I bring to the table? And I'm like, I'm intelligent. I've got a great business. I've, you know, started that from the ground up. You know, I've survived a divorce. Mm-hmm. I've got healthy kids, like, mentally and physically. I've got a house. I've got a car. I know that's materialistic things, but also, like, I'm caring and I'm funny. Yeah. And I'm loyal. And I have, you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, no. Just because I have a bit more body... Mm-hmm. doesn't make me less of a person. Yeah. Um, and that was really hard. Because... You don't get to pick me because yeah. I get to yeah. you know, let you know what I'm bringing to the table. And I think now it's like I don't go in – like I'm, going, I'm actually going on a first date tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Let's and, pop up some and... – let's get the wine. <laughs> what are we doing with our coffees? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's when, – when you're a single mum – you can't, you don't get the choice to just accept whatever anymore. No. You know, like every decision that I make with men, like not like, you know, the fun things, but I'm yeah, talking yeah. like, you know, if you're gonna bring him home. Things, yeah. it impacts my kids. Yeah. And my friends always take the mickey out of me because I write guys off really quickly. Yeah. Because I do meet a lot of guys, um, especially like I'm out all the time, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with my job. But I write them off really quickly and my friends are always like, why? Give them a chance. I'm like, no, because. They have X trait, and I don't want them to have to change, but that is not acceptable for me, yeah. and I'm not going to bring that home to my children. Yeah. And no one's going to be perfect, but like if someone has, like, I don't know, stupid dad jokes and bad hygiene, well, we can work on the hygiene. I'm just making yeah. something up, you know, like, yeah, yeah. we can work on the hygiene, and I can deal with dad jokes. Yeah. Um, and that's their, that's their negatives, yeah. versus, like, major red flags that you bring in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, yeah, like, you don't, you don't get that choice anymore yeah it's that thing you were single but you were a single mother so it's always going to be the keys first yeah and if I okay and I think to myself you know if I go into a first date thinking oh my god I'll be so lucky if they accept the fact that I'm overweight Mm. I'm not going to be bringing home the person that I think is the best role model for the kids either I think to myself like with regards to being a role model to my boys I have a thing on my fridge that says be careful where you step because you don't know who's going to follow you and it just reminds me every day that they're watching, yeah. but not just them, the world, mm-hmm. people. You have no idea who you impact. It con- that, that thing in my fridge just constantly reminds me with my boys that I have to be mindful of what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And that 
Yeah, and you can't do that 24-7. You cannot no, be cognitively not. mindful of it 24-7 unless it's natural to you, mm-hmm. which is what I've done, is, like, yeah. worked on making it natural. Yeah. And um, I was dating a lovely guy that the kids, kids thought was, like, you know, because I, I like younger guys. <laughs> and so the kids were like, oh, he played soccer and we really liked him and this and that, blah, blah. And they were like, what did you break up with him for? And I was like, he didn't treat me the way I wanted to be treated. And, you know, my, my proudest moment was when Riley went, yeah, well, you don't deserve that then. Uh. And I was just, like, accepted. And I was like, yeah. wicked. Yeah. They just they didn't need more than that. Mm-hmm. It's like, he didn't treat me well. Okay. Did you have a rule about um, boyfriends coming home or introducing guys to your kids? Um, Not a rule, per, not, nothing hard and fast. Yeah. I generally don't introduce many to them. Mm-hmm. But if there's someone that I think, yeah, I quite like them, the reason for it is because... Bo does his social media on my phone and, you know, like, they play games on my phone and stuff like that. I'm like, if they have something pop up about, you know, I don't know, Tom um, yeah. making up a name, you know, and they go, oh, who's that? Like, I I just mention, like, they yeah. know that I date mm-hmm. and I haven't hidden that. But meeting them, not necessarily. So, like, there has been plenty of guys that I've met and become good mates with. Mm-hmm. And, like, the kids will meet them because we'll all hang out and the kids will hang out and yeah. and they know that that's... That's it, you know. Yeah. The guy that I dated properly, I think he met my kids. Oh, I can't even remember how long we were, how long we were seeing each other for. Not as not like a lot of people like six months or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. My take on that is, if my kids don't like a guy, like I'm not going to be like straight up like catch you later. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to listen to what they see. Yeah. And. I think that if I'm with someone for six months and they haven't met the kids, six months is a long time. They also need to see what's your... Yeah, but I would be so invested then. Yeah. And if... If he... If I see him with my kids... True. And he has no... Like, if he... If he talks disrespectfully to them, if if his truth Mm -hmm. is being a jerk to my kids, but amazing to me on my own, I don't want that. Yeah. So it's kind of... Yeah. When I've got to the point where I'm like, yeah, I think there might be something here. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when I introduced them. I think they've met maybe three. How do they react to it? Do, do they feel... Um, they get jealous? Are they excited to be about... Definitely. The guy maybe bringing something interesting to the table? They've never been Cause, jealous. Because I was very jealous of my mom every time she got a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, I think... I'm very mindful to make sure they know that they're my priority. Not that your mum didn't or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like, um, I, I know that they know that no one comes before them. Yeah. And I consistently will tell them, mm-hmm. if you need me, I'm here. Mm-hmm. If you need me, like when I was with the guy that I was with, and I was like, if he, he lived in Ellenbrook and they're in Doolan with their dad, and I was like, if you need me, I will come. Yeah. I will never have my phone turned off. I will never ignore your phone calls. If I'm busy... I will text you and say, I'm out at dinner, what's wrong? But you have to respect that, you know, mum's mm-hmm. out being an adult. You know what I mean? So I kind of set those boundaries and they knew that they had to, they knew that they had to kind of have that give and take with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever, say I had a boyfriend over and we're watching a movie, I would like hold his hand or something. Like I would never be like, you know, like mm-hmm. lounging and like making out yeah. in front of the kids, but I would make sure that I was affectionate in front of him because I want them to know that mm. this is the relationship, but you guys are still special. So they would have their head like on my lap and I'd be holding his hand or yeah. whatever. Um, reacting wise, my, my youngest has always said, we think mum that you would definitely only bring home guys that are lovely and we want Aww. you to be happy. And I'm very picky. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, they haven't been jealous. I've, but again, it's all about laying ground rules. It's all about having True. boundaries. It's all about, yeah. you know, they know 
that I they know they're my priority. Yeah. Regardless of what happens. I think that, you know, if anyone's listening, I suppose a take-home message yeah. is that, you know, you have to put yourself first. You have to look after yourself. But kids seem to respond well to, to boundaries, yeah. to knowing predictability, to kind of knowing that you're there and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I think you might have answered my question before. Um, what lesson is the one that you learned Mm-hmm. With the whole process of, you know, getting divorced, yeah. raising your children, not on your own, because like you said, you're co-parent, but mm-hmm. when you're, you know, by yourself with the kids, yeah. what's the biggest lesson? I would say being honest. And that is stems in a lot of different sections. Being honest with yourself about your relationship. being And, you know, there was times where I thought, I'm just being selfish and I'm actually causing an issue. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this, you know. Versus being honest that it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Being honest with, you know, my friends. I should have said to them, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, reached out. Being open and honest with myself, like, with the new life, you know, how that works. But then, and also being open and honest with the kids. Because as you obviously make things age appropriate. But as humans, we know when something's going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. we all have that innate kind of like, mm, yeah. and that fear like we've talked about before in a couple of times, like that fear and insecurity is what causes issues. Mm -hmm. So if they know, okay, you know what? Mum is ready to look for another relationship. How do you feel about that? You know, you're always going to come first, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And then actually living it. So they see that you, that that, that you do that. You can't ever go wrong when you be honest. Yeah. And that was probably the, that's the biggest lesson is just that I can't be perfect. Nothing can ever be perfect. And just being, yeah, just truthful. And it seems it seems like I'm being quite um, simplistic about it, but it's not at all. Like being no. honest is quite yeah. hard. You know, being it is open. Not, not I don't mean like lying. Oh no, no, I like, know what you mean. Yeah, but, but actually, like having your truth, truth and talking is, about it. Yeah, is is a difficult thing because I think we're kind of told to, you know, be happy and be quiet and yeah. make sure everyone thinks that you're you know Everything's doing great. Amazing, yeah. And that's what I focus on so much on Perth Happenings as well. Is there so much of me, like, um, plenty of times I'll do, like, a little live stream, like, after the yeah. gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. nothing's ever perfect, so. Yeah. You're just being honest. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so how, we did talk a little bit at, at the start, but how is life now? Like, today? Um, so I, as I am now, um, so I've got a job as a marketing manager only the last two weeks, um pretty much my perfect job it's at a venue that's like on oh. the beach oh it's like my, my my view and i'm at work is the ocean and i'm about maybe 50 meters from the beach it's amazing and the my the, the owners of the business and then my boss all lovely people mm. um the kids so that's a full-time job no no so perth happenings to me is my baby yeah. and i'm very passionate about what i do with that as well so i only do 20 hours a week with them yeah and i do like a hundred hours a week, Perth Happenings, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, and then I've got Perth Happenings, obviously, which is going amazing, yeah. And, and you, you like, yeah, you can see you here, there, and everywhere, yeah. And um, I loved a um, post that you did, um, was one of your stories, and you're like, oh, because I think you were, you know, trying all these different places, yeah, and then you obviously got lots of messages, and you're just saying. 
Um, so I'm getting lots of messages of people asking me how to get this amazing job. Oh, yeah. And you're like, he didn't say it that way. It was like, I just worked yeah. <laughs> for two years and that's yeah. how I got here. Yeah. It was no magical. No. And it's true. <laughs> and that was such a good answer because you, you, we, look at, we look at, you know, your life on Instagram and, you know, how amazing it looks. Yeah. You didn't come from nothing. No. And yeah, and that's why, like, and I had <laughs> I love that, that particular point. I had a lot of people give me a little bit of, um, a little bit of cheek about it because they were kind of like, wow, don't be harsh. I'm like. No, I don't think, yeah. But that's the thing, though. And it, all of it comes from insecurity and their yeah. own issues because yeah. they're like, oh, you know, you don't have to be so harsh. And I'm like, I'm just telling my truth. Yeah. I busted my ass for two yeah. years when people. Thanks. Were, it can happen. But work your ass off, people. Yeah. It's not going to, yep. you know, appear. But people don't, people don't see it that you have to. It doesn't happen like that. You yeah, know? like it's like everything. You have to work at it. And um, I had a lot of haters with Perth Happenings initially <laughs> because it's so, because it's so different. Because like I wanted to work with the councils and I wanted to work with small business and I wanted to do all those things and so, and I like literally so many people like one in one in four maybe thought it was a good idea, maybe 515 was like, oh yeah, you should do it. Everyone else was like, don't waste your time. Um, but I was like, no. What made you keep going? How long did it take to take off? Just start with. It's had bursts, maybe about six to nine months. We had a little bit of like a, we got noticed a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then we hit 10,000. We got noticed a little bit more. Then we got 20,000. Noticed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, once I hit 30,000, that's when I kind of started pushing it a bit more. Like, look what we can do. You know, like businesses, look, we can help you. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe a year ago mm-hmm. was when I kind of got on the radar of the PR companies and like people advertising with us and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people that have like been advertising since the beginning, mm-hmm. like really believed in what I was doing. But yeah, like it's, um, there's a really different demographic of people that are contacting us now, Mm. um, which is awesome because it's what I've always wanted. Yeah. Like I've won, I want people to, now I will try and word this correctly, um, seeing this will be on (laughs) public forum. Um, (laughs) I get frustrated with top tens, Mm. like other businesses, like similar to me saying top 10 places to get roast pork. Those businesses have generally paid them yeah. to be on that listing. There's generally, these are the people that just have hype about them and they don't need that promo, yeah. um, which is why we did, which is why I did the coffee thing. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? You tell, tell me, me where you think is the best. Yeah. And then I will go show everybody yeah. and use my platform to promote that small business. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's so many, ca- so many cafes I went to and yeah. I was like, yeah. I've never even heard of this before. Yeah. And it was so freaking good. So many of them. And I was like, I want more people to know about it. Yeah. And I'm always honest. Like, if I hate something, yeah. I won't post about it. Right. I won't say anything negative. It did make me happy that you say, because we got our coffees from uh, Three Pens. Yeah, yeah. And it did make me happy. You go, oh, I've been told to go there. just yeah. haven't had a chance. Because, yeah, they are, yeah, they're, they're awesome. If that was still open now, I'd go there and do no, a feature. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's the, I like, I like that it's my page. It's not corporate. Yeah. And that. I make the rules and mm. basically all, all I want to do is support people. Yeah. If I can showcase a business that then gets more people going to it mm-hmm. and then they talk about it and they talk about it and they talk yeah. about it, 
why not? What's the point why of having not? a page like this if I can't yeah. help? You know what I mean? So. Yeah, we need more people like you. I mean, you're making money out of it. Good on you. But it's, yeah. it, it's you, you, so you should. Mm. You're putting hard work. But the idea of, you know, let's help the little guys mm. uh, get out there. Because usually they probably get deliver it. I don't know if the word better is the right word, but mm. there is more passion, there's more yep. love, there's more care, yep. and maybe not not enough resources to get it out there. Mm. So what you do is really amazing. Well, I always say to, you know, I put up that post that says, um, when you buy from small business, an actual person has a happy dance. I've done that post too. Yeah. And you know, like, that's one thing that I had to try and tell people was I was like, do you know what, when you advertise with Perth Happenings... You're helping me do a happy dance. You're yeah. helping... And I've actually got it on my profile, on my website. If you advertise with Perth Happenings, you're paying for my son's soccer. Yeah. Like, I'm actually... And I think so many people assume that I'm this big corporate. Mm-hmm. It's like a loaded person. I'm not. It's not all about money. You've got some good priorities. I've never done it to make tons of... Take, make, bleh, make tons of cash. I've just yeah. done it because I love it. I love people yeah. and I love what yeah. I do. So that's life. So you've... Got a date tonight. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's a he seems He seems very nice. Yeah, and so you've got a busy life with the kids, busy life at work. Yeah. Busy life dating. It's um, not. It's actually job. not. A lot of people think that I date all the time, but I just don't waste my time, if that makes yeah. sense. It takes a lot for me to get to date stage. <laughs> but yeah, no, Let's definitely. finish it off yeah. with your worst parent fail. Like I said before, I don't think I've yeah. ever failed. I don't, I don't view anything that I've done as a fail. Yeah. So. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first one too. You did say. Yeah. It's going to be different from everyone else. Yeah. And your favorite quote. Okay. My favorite quote is, um, this is especially now as a <laughs> parent of teenagers. Yeah. Um, if you've never been hated by your child, you've never been a parent. For me, that just so many times has made me go, they hate me because I'm giving them boundaries. Yeah. They hate me because I'm telling them no. They hate me because I'm showing that there's you know, consequences for their actions and they yeah. have to, you know, live within rules and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Oh, it's going to be heartbreaking when it happens. Mine is still too little. Um, I've never heard I hate you. No. I oh, lucky you. Have, not yet. I th- I'm sure my girl will eventually. But at this stage, she's only three. Yeah. If she does something naughty and goes to timeout or whatever and she gets upset and cry. Yeah. She will still come back to me for a cuddle. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Well, I had, like, today, in the space of the hour driving down here, actually, <laughs> I had a message from my eldest saying that I ruined his life. Oh, and... hang on. I have heard yeah. I, you ruined my life before. Not I hate you. Yeah, yeah. But you ruined my life. It's yeah, similar you thing. just reminded me. Yeah. He said it. I can't remember the situation because it was <laughs> something very little and he was probably like four and yeah. he was like you ruined my life yeah 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 okay but yeah, i got that as i started my journey <laughs> and then he called me about three quarters of the way here telling me about how he wishes he could live with me full time and he loves me very much Aww. and like yeah. all these so you know i get it on the weekly but that's okay because it means i'm doing a good job <laughs> it is yeah that's yeah. true it's hard but it pays off it's fun yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I cannot thank you enough for coming all the way down here. No, it's fun. For a chat. Yeah. Um, it's been awesome. And I loved, obviously, I haven't experienced um, the single parenting situation. So it's really good to hear mm-hmm. um, someone's reality. And non-negative reality, I think. Non-negative. That's too. it. It's mm. very important. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want to show. So thank yeah. you so much for No sharing. worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I was stoked when you invited me. Ah!